You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, even here on this holiday week as it is the 4th of July. Hopefully, everyone's out there having fun, enjoying their holiday weekend. If you're working today, well, I'm sorry, but at least you got this podcast to help you get through. Make sure to watch the show. And to subscribe to the show over on YouTube so you don't miss a single episode as we're on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays throughout this uh, offseason. As we'll be back normally in two weeks on the 18th, we'll have five episodes every single day, basically until, well, next June when we go back in the offseason mode. So make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. And check us out on all the traditional podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, doesn't matter. Just make sure you rate, you review, and you subscribe to Locked on Panthers so you don't miss a single episode of the show of me. Julian Council talking about your favorite team. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Get every single Carolina Panthers update I can give you. And to also participate with the show by adding me or DMing me for the weekly Friday mailbag. Except this Friday, there will be no mailbag because this is recorded. Obviously, duh. But it's well recorded in advance as I am on vacation. And speaking of that, guys, I'm doing all these in the same shirt. So when you see me on Wednesday and on Friday wearing the same shirt, I don't want any comments from any of you smart, I can't say the word, out there. Just recognize that I put this out there for you. Spent my time talking about your team and putting this together so you guys would have content while I'm hanging out at the beach. So either way, thank you to everyone who checks out the show. So again, later on next Friday, we'll be back for the weekly Friday mailbag. But still follow me on Twitter at Julian Council and hit me up anytime you want to talk Carolina Panthers. That'll be a great time. This week to look at the roster, look at each position group and evaluate where they're at heading into 2022. And of course, let's go ahead and start off with the offense, with quarterbacks, with running backs and with wide receivers on today's episode. And let's go ahead and talk about quarterbacks, which obviously I probably don't do enough of. Right. (laughs) Obviously a joke because I talk plenty, plenty about the Carolina Panthers and their quarterback situation as as of this recording, which could get changed. I'm still waiting for the Carolina Panthers to maybe make a decision by bringing in somebody else, which has not happened. Let's focus on the guys who are on the roster right now. Carolina Panthers currently have four quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, PJ Walker, and Davis Cheek. And if you look at the depth chart, probably in that order. The incumbent starting quarterback is Sam Darnold, who the Carolina Panthers traded for a second, a fourth, and a sixth rounder over a year ago to the New York Jets to bring him here to be the starter. The talk was that with Darnold coming in, he would be able to stretch the field with his arm, that he played ball, loved ball, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And with Joe Brady, Christian McCaffrey, Matt Rule, and a better infrastructure, he would have success. Well, instead, he was the same Sam Darnold that we have seen over the last couple of years. And a lot of these stats I got are from Pro Football Focus, Football Outsiders. So just throwing those out there to let you know. And also Pro Football Reference to kind of do this comprehensive breakdown of these guys. Sam Darnold last year, his overall grade, according to PFF, was 55.2. P.J. Walker was a 52.0. Now, less snaps, obviously, than Sam. But just kind of showing you just how they weren't that far off when PFF was looking at them. Sam Darnold, 
PFF grade of 55.2, was 36 out of 37 qualified quarterbacks in the National Football League last season. Nine touchdowns, the 13 interceptions, five rushing touchdowns. Don't forget about that. Everyone's talking about Sam Darnold breaking these records and all this, and Cam Newton never did that. But yet, that really supplemented the offense early on in the season, particularly when it came to touchdowns, because Darnold didn't have one throwing the football until week 18. I think it was like from week seven against Minnesota to week 18 at Tampa Bay. That's how long we waited for another passing touchdown, a touchdown in general from Sam Darnold. Pretty much every passing metric out there paints Sam Darnold as one of the league's single worst quarterbacks last season in 2021. PFF passing grade was 54.4. That's number 41. That's 41st among 44 quarterbacks with 100-plus dropbacks. His quarterback rating was 71.9, which ranked 40th. Big-time throw rate was 3.5%, which was 26th. Turnover-worthy play rate, 4.3%, which is number 35 overall. Yards per attempt, 6.2, which ranked 36. Adjusted completion rate was 73.4%, and that was 28th overall. So knowing those numbers and seeing how Sam Darnold played, like you don't need even need those numbers to know that Sam Darnold struggled last season. And we'll talk about the offense line. We'll get into them on a later episode of these breakdowns. We're just focusing on the quarterback himself. He has been by far the worst quarterback, starting quarterback that is, since he's entered the league back in 2018. Not very many excuses you can make for Sam Darnold considering all the stats I pointed out to you. And this is why I told you going last season, I did not have any faith in him because he had never been good. Yes, he might have shown flashes in New York. And you saw when the Panthers did the highlight tape, when they traded for him to get people revved up and buying into the bowl that Darnold could start, that, hey, yeah, he's at his moments in the first three weeks, four, three and a half, really. If you count the first half against Dallas before he threw two picks there in the second half, he has his moments. But the overall body of work tells you he's not a starting quarterback in the National Football League, which is why the Carolina Panthers were active in trying to get Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson less so, and then when they got to the draft, were contemplating the number six pick, which, as we knew, never made any sense at all, and then led them there on day two when they were trying to trade for Baker Mayfield, couldn't come to terms with the contract at that time, decided, forget it. We're seeing Kenny Pickett's already off the board. Malik Willis is gone. Desmond Ritter is gone. Let's trade up to 94th overall and draft Matt Corral out of Ole Miss, who I thought was an absolute warrior for Lane Kiffin in that offense a year ago. And I was, I'm a Matt Corral fan. I am. But I just think the expectations maybe should be kind of tampered a little bit or tape, whatever the hell the word is. Either way, just don't think that people should be too gung-ho about Matt Corral coming in and immediately being the starting quarterback and being the guy who's going to save the franchise. Maybe he could, but these numbers I'm going to give you should probably make you feel even better about Matt Corral and what the Carolina Panthers see in him. As Corral, of the quarterbacks drafted last year, the guys that we talked a lot about, Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, um, Bailey Zappi, Carson Strong, he was by far the most efficient of the quarterbacks taken in the draft this past year when it came to expected points added per play by the type of play. So it didn't matter what kind of play it was. He was the most efficient. And those are all outcomes from the 2020 season and the 2021 season. 
he also was the most successful in avoiding sacks and handling the pressure. What are two things that Sam Darnold struggles with? Avoiding sacks and handling the pressure. The Carolina Panthers went out there and got a guy who gets the ball out quick, is athletic, can take a hit, extremely tough, and is one of the best leaders at the position coming out of college in this past year's draft. That's what they got in Matt Corral. He will have his opportunities, knowing that Sam Darnold has been statistically the worst starting quarterback since he came in the league back in 2018, and he's never played a full 16 or 17 game season. Corral will have his opportunities. You have been McAdoo here, who's working with him as footwork. He's got to learn the playbook. He's got to understand how to get the verbal and visual cues out to his offense and lead that way. So right now, that is the role that Matt Corral is going to play. I still believe Sam Brown will be the week one starter, depending on what the Panthers decide to do at that position in the days to come. But right now, it's Darnold's job. But eventually, it feels like it will be Matt Corral's job, especially if those college stats are able to translate to the National Football League. As far as P.J. Walker, looks like he's going to be the number three quarterback. Do the Panthers want to keep a third? That's a conversation that we'll have down the road. And then Davis Cheek, fellow Elon alum, been on the podcast before. He's here to hopefully be a practice squad guy, but likely not going to be a threat, obviously, to play a major role on this upcoming roster here in 2022. So those are the quarterbacks. Who's going to be behind him there in the backfield? Chris McCaffrey, Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard. How is that going to factor as far as who's going to be the backup this upcoming season? Can Christian stay healthy? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including all of the action going on in Major League Baseball this summer. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, took a look at the quarterbacks there in that first segment. Let's take a look at the Carolina Panthers running backs heading here into 2022. Looking at the depth chart, Christian McCaffrey, Dante Foreman, who they just signed after a really good year in Tennessee, taking over Derrick Henry. Chuba Hubbard, the fourth-round pick back in 2021 out of Oklahoma State. Started a lot of games last year when Christian McCaffrey was out. Fullback Giovanni Ritchie. I'll also throw him in here in the backfield. Then you have Spencer Brown, John Lovett, and Darius Bradwell, three guys who – I would say are very unlikely to make the roster as we look at it right now. Now, Christian McCaffrey, when healthy, key thing, key word there, when, has not been the last two seasons. Talked about it a week ago, looking at the Carolina Panthers quarterback play, which has correlated once they, the poor quarterback play has led to Christian McCaffrey having to carry a large load of the offense. And because of that, we've seen his body break down. But we've also seen Christian McCaffrey just have a lot of bad luck injuries since Matt Rule got here to Carolina. McCaffrey has only played 10 games since Rule got here in 2020. Coincidentally, the Carolina Panthers record during that time is 10-23. and 23. Is that all because McCaffrey's been out? Or is it because the team has 
other roster inefficiencies like poor quarterback play. I would lean towards the quarter, the poor quarterback play, but still Christian McCaffrey is obviously a vital part of this offense. And I think had he been healthy, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold had better seasons, albeit Teddy Bridgewater did have four guys who went over a thousand yards from scrimmage that, that season. Still, it wasn't good enough. Panthers moved on, led to Sam, and we saw what Sam did last season. Now, as far as his injuries, and I've been one of the loudest proponents on this, that I just think it's bad luck. I don't look at Christian McCaffrey being injury prone. I don't really necessarily know what that means. I just always felt like it's bad luck that if you get injured, especially playing the game of football at the running back position, look at Alvin Kamara, look at Dalvin Cook, look at Ezekiel Elliott, look at any high-paced running back in the past, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, they all eventually suffer from injuries and it just shows you why as i've said in the past running backs should be making federal minimum wage which i believe is 725 an hour but christian mccaffrey's lucky that the carolina panthers gave him that four-year 64 million dollar extension and hopefully for him he'll be healthy but he still's got his money in the bank and he's still a young player which is why i've not been wanting to give up on christian mccaffrey heading into 2022 so looking at his injuries back on september 20th on the road at tampa bay suffered a right high ankle sprain that led him to miss six games. As I've said in the past, how is Christian McCaffrey supposed to avoid that when someone comes up from behind him, tackles him basically in a horse collar manner and rolls up on his ankle? Hard to do that. Comes back November 8th on the road at Kansas City, has a sprained AC joint, misses four games. Daniel Sorensen, former safety there in Kansas City, pile drives his shoulder into that turf there at Arrowhead Stadium. How does he avoid that? It's football. Then McCaffrey trying to work back, get back to play the last couple games of the season, even though the season was over at that point. Strain his thigh and glute. Missed the final four games of the year as the Carolina Panthers shut him down. Likely should have been shut down anyways, as ridiculous as it was after week two when Panther fans were saying, got to shut him down. Come on, guys. And then comes back next season, has 58 touches in the first two weeks. Short week, goes on a road against the Houston Texans on field turf, strains his hamstring, misses five straight games, comes back in November 28th of last season, sprains his ankle once again, misses five games, and there Christian McCaffrey only played 10 games over the last two seasons, and the Panthers are 10-23 and 23 under Matt Rule. Now, okay, McCaffrey, those are injuries, and you have to plan for it. The Panthers seemingly planned for it when they drafted Shuba Hubbard back in 2021, and I told y'all at the time that that was one of my favorite draft picks because I loved him at Oklahoma State, and I felt like he was someone who could come in and fulfill that role if need be. But will he be the backup this upcoming season? Because last year, this man, Dante Foreman, rushed for 566 yards, 4.3 yards per carry, three touchdowns, had also nine receptions on 10 targets and 123 yards filling in for Derrick Henry and helping the Tennessee Titans get to the number one overall seed there in the AFC playoffs. As we know, they lost to the Bengals in the divisional round, but still Dante Foreman, who was out of the league, originally started off with the Houston Texans after being at Texas, where he, like McCaffrey and like Chuba Hubbard, all rushed for 2,000 yards in a single season back in college. But he came in and he played really well. And looking at him, his body type, as he's six foot, about 230, he's got about 30 more pounds on Chuba Hubbard. He's someone who can come in and can fit into this downhill rushing attack that the Panthers have talked about they want to bring in, bringing in bigger bodies on the offensive line, and also Matt Rule's mentality, especially since they don't have an elite passing game. Matt Rule's favorite, game, favorite word to say 
is that they need to have guys who can run the ball, especially inside the 10. And as we've seen with Christian as a lead back, he's not that guy. Chuba wasn't that guy. Even Mike Davis at points wasn't that, di- that guy. And in week one, when they had Alex Arma with the fullback dive against the Raiders late in that game where they lost, he wasn't that guy. Dante Foreman couldn't be that guy. And if you look at his stats last year and compare him to Chuba Hubbard, he was a superior rusher. 4.3 yards per carry to versus 3.6 for Hubbard. Missed tackles, force per carry, 0.16 for Foreman versus 0.13 for Hubbard. Yards after contact per carry, 3 for Foreman, 2.6 for Hubbard. Overall, last season for Chuba Hubbard, and this is the thing too, Chuba Hubbard got more opportunities because he was starting more games with Christian McCaffrey being out for the vast majority of the season. Hubbard rushed for 616 yards last season. Like I said, 3.6 yards per carries, five touchdowns. Now, the area that he really struggled and why I think he'll end up playing a backseat role because he's not as big as Foreman, but he doesn't really offer what Christian McCaffrey offers out of the role, out of the backfield as a pass catcher. You saw later on last season, Amir Abdullah stepped in and really played that Christian McCaffrey role. Hubbard didn't do that last season. 37 targets, 25 receptions for 174 yards. But the main issue was, of those 37 targets, he had seven drops. He had an 18.9% drop percentage, according to Pro Football Reference last season. And that's just not going to cut it. Hopefully, he's been hanging out and checking out the jugs machine this the jugs machine, excuse me, this offseason. And he's been working out that way to get his hands right. But as I look at it, Hearing what they want to do, looking at what Foreman did last year, the changing philosophy, it seems like McCaffrey is going to come off the field. The guy who's going to be trotting out there for the Panthers is likely going to be Dante Foreman this upcoming season. Yeah, Hubbard will get an opportunity. Based on the last two years, McCaffrey might miss some time. So both of those guys will get an opportunity. Will either one of them take over the full CMC role? No, but they can compliment him as his backups this upcoming year. So if I look at it, McCaffrey, who even in the short game, three games he played basically last season, 80.6 PFF grade. Foreman had 68.3, Schubert Hubbard with 64.9. But the depth chart, McCaffrey, Foreman, Hubbard, as I see it right now, heading to training camp in a couple of weeks. Now, the other position group we're going to check out today, wide receivers. Not a great year for the Carolina Panthers wide receivers in 2021. Can they step up? And when I say step up, can anyone other than DJ Moore produce for the Carolina Panthers in 2022? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you may need. Why often endure pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand or warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And their How Did You Hear About Us box and that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com.
Last season, the Carolina Panthers had the 29th ranked passing offense. A lot of this has to do with the offensive line, has to do with the poor quarterback play, but also has to do with the wide receivers. Because when you look at last season in Carolina, the only guy that had really done anything of substance was, of course, DJ Moore. And looking at the depth chart right now, got DJ Moore, Rob Anderson, Terrace Marshall, Rashard Higgins, Brandon Zilcher, Shai Smith, Keith Kirkwood, all guys vying for a roster spot. CJ Saunders, heard a lot of about him last year, the underactive free agent out of Ohio, the Ohio State a year ago. He got a lot of pub also coming out of mandatory minicamp, but still, unless he takes over Brandon Zilcher's role, don't really see how it's going to happen. Then the Panthers also have Charleston Rambo, Derek Wright, Andrew Parchment, and Rashawn Henry. But last year, looking at the wide receiver PFF grades, DJ Moore, 76.9. Rob Anderson, 60.6. Richard Higgins, 54.7. Zilstra, 63.8. Just demonstrating to you how he was better last season in that role as a number three because he had to step up. Don't I didn't put out Terrace Marshall's missed too much time last year, but still he shows you just how poor the wide receivers were that Brandon Zilstra and less snaps, obviously than Higgins playing in Cleveland and Robbie Anderson playing here was the second best wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. And that cannot be the case this upcoming season. Now let's spend this time instead of really bashing the wide receivers by just praising DJ Moore going into the season. Pro Football Focus looks at DJ Moore as their 25th best wide receiver in the NFL. I think he could be absolutely higher had he just had any quarterback play at all in his career. Like he's battled bad quarterback plays entire NFL career. His rate of catchable targets over the past three seasons ranks 62nd out of 78 qualifying receivers. But despite that, DJ still has managed to rack up the fourth most explosive receptions of 15 plus yards with 84, 84 from Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, broken cam. Those guys throwing the football to him. He's earned a top 30 PFF grade each of the past three seasons with his best being an 82.2 mark back in 2019. DJ Moore has gained over 1,200 total yards and scored exactly four touchdowns in three consecutive seasons. Now, if you're a fantasy owner, probably why the reasons that you want, one of the reasons why you don't want to draft DJ Moore, but the dude produces. If you go back to just the last three seasons, when you, when you look at those totals, the only other guy who's done that is Stephon Diggs, who was an all-pro back in 2020. Like, DJ Moore's played sometimes at an all, if you want to compare him to Stephon Bear, which I just did, he could be playing at an all-pro level if you just got the guy a freaking quarterback, like nobody had more incomplete targets that were deemed by the quarterback's fault than more about last year in 2021, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody when you saw Cam. Well, sorry, when you saw Sam, then when you saw PJ, and then unfortunately, when you saw Cam, 27 of them, 27 incomplete targets that were on the quarterback when throwing to DJ. Now, one issue though with DJ, he didn't necessarily always help the quarterbacks, even though he, there was a couple of hospital balls thrown in there last season. He had a career-high 10 drops in 2021, according to uh, Pro Football Reference. That has to improve. Him and Robbie combined had 19 drops. The Panthers can't have success. No matter who's playing, under center or in the gun, if the wide receivers are having that many drops. But overall, DJ Moore has had to overcome such bad quarterback play, and there's no reason to think heading in this year, whether it's Sam Darnold or Matt Corral or Baker Mayfield, whoever's throwing the football to him, that he won't once again find a way 
to produce. He's posted the, some of the great, like his, like he honestly has been incredible too when it comes to yards per route on his runs. Like, sorry, when it comes to yards per route run, 1.9, which which 1.99, which is 20th overall. His targets per route run is 20, has 21.9% of them, which is 23rd overall. And his, his PFF receiving grade was an 84.7, which is 24th. Um, ranked among 125 wide receivers, 100 plus targets since 2018. Those are his numbers during that time. Like DJ Moore's been really good, but Robbie Anderson's got to step up. He contemplated retirement. That didn't really work out. Well, because he decided to come back and he said, I'm here, ain't I? So we don't really know where his attitude's at, where his mindset's at. He's got things obviously going on in his personal life. Hopefully he's okay there. Terrace Marshall, a ton of talk about him during mandatory minicamp. Can he really live up to the hype? Because the Panthers need him to. Brandon Zilstra, continue to be a special team's ace. Can he add still to the, the receiving game? And Rashard Higgins didn't have a great year last year in Cleveland, but if they do bring in Baker, he had a good rapport with him. Can he do that again? Shai Smith, what's going on with him legally? Keith Kirkwood, dealt injuries the last two years. Formal Temple guy was down in New Orleans, came here, got lit up in training camp last year by JT eBay, the undrafted uh, free agent safety out of South Carolina. Who was subsequently, subsequently, subsequent, subsequent, whatever. I can't say words. <laughs> subsequently, subsequently cut. <laughs> uh, after that, but Kirkwood, also the year prior in 2020, had the collarbone, hasn't really had an opportunity. Maybe CJ Saunders finds a way. That's how the Panthers wide receivers are looking like heading into 2022 so far. All right, it's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to subscribe to the show and watch every single episode over on YouTube. And be sure to check us out on all the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and Stitcher. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, typically, not this Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Coming up on Wednesday's episode, Continue our positional breakdowns with the offensive line, with the tight ends, and we'll even talk special teams. Chris Tabers here, y'all. Get excited. So all that's going to come up later on this week on Locked On Panthers. In the meantime, stay safe, be cool, be uh, well and happy and good, and keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday.